0: Episode 54, September Nali.
1: The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Worlds they live by, for example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures,
0: fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round and their wake up question to finish. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at AwakenYourAlpha to get all the details and keep in the loop. Follow us on Twitter and go to the Facebook group, like our page. And men, get inside that group, just request, and I'm sure we'll have you and welcome you on in there.
2: Get to the podcast. Okay, guys, today we have an absolutely quality episode for you today. If you're a sports fan or a sportsman yourself, this, you would take notice of this one. So, he is a Super Bowl winning, Reverend of the Revolution. He's from Utah. Um, He won the Super Bowl in 2002 with New England Patriots. He's a passionate, passionate speaker, author, and coach, personal business coach, greatest coach for the highly committed. Well, firstly, are you ready to awaken your alpha?
1: Absolutely, 100%.
2: Awesome. Guys, I just wanted to tell you, so, you know, this is, he's, he's, a, he's an author as well. We've talked about him being a coach, but he's an author of Love Your Life, and this is really all about, this just says it up in a nutshell, from Super Bowl champion to being financially broke, to creating a mortgage real estate empire to bankruptcy, then turning back to basic fundamentals of hard work, commitment, determination, grind, and hustle, and basically got out from behind his desk and jumped in the trenches as a daughter so resurrected his drive, committed his purpose and passion, and now he's just been absolutely smashing it. And we just started talking before the interview and it was just, it was just so getting so good, we had to quickly start the interview because I didn't want you guys to miss any of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there anything I missed from your bio, just to get us started? I know we're gonna get more in depth to it, but are you, anything you wanna no, add?
1: No, that's it, it's really <laughs> simple. I come home from the NFL, you know, when you make a lot of money in the beginning, for most entrepreneurs, we can make money. Um, Holding on to it and growing it and saving it is another story. So I came home, was living in my mom's basement. And I thought, this is a Super Bowl ring, college degree, something's wrong. So I jumped into the mortgage industry. And back then, you know, it's easy to make money and started crushing it. Pretty soon, big homes, big cars, big bank accounts. And once again, I was not ready for what the economy was going to do here in the United States. And then I found myself uh, moving, kicked out of my homes, cars giving up. It was this crazy journey, absolutely crazy journey. And uh, what ended up happening, let me turn my phone off here. (laughs) No worries. Um, What ended up happening was simply my wife was like, okay, well, we have no money. We've been on government assistance for a year and nothing I was doing was working, nothing. I tried everything. And what really got me back in it was I went out and started knocking doors. This is door-to-door salesman. most For me at the time, it seemed somewhat humiliating in my mid-30s.
2: Well, dude, when you turn, when they you knock on the door and people open the door to see you, Man Mountain, they must be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> i <I'm> done wrong.
1: <laughs> and, 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 you know, when the, for me, when they, I'm like right up on the door. So when they open the door, they see me. And some guys stand back, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Put my hand <laughs> up, <big laughs> up, and they're like, and then, you know, some people are like, The Rock? Dwayne Johnson, is that you? Is that yeah. you? you? Like, can't, yeah, if you it, can't is see guys. it is me. It
2: is. If we can hook that eyebrow up, that's it, The Rock. <laughs>
1: That's it. I just push, just push, push that up. <laughs> there go. Push that, up.
2: that is awesome. Well, amongst all this, uh, this carnage that's going on, this just sounds so exciting. Is there a like a a quote that you like to live your life by that got you through all of this?
1: Now, there's a couple quotes. Uh, number one, if you're going through hell, keep going. And then uh, number two, if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. Ooh, and right. in my mind, and in my heart, I just thought. I, I know there's a better way. I know that I can have it all. I know that I can have wealth and health and awesome relationships. And it was a few years of just this wilderness. Mm-hmm. And I just kept going. I just kept searching and what way. I found was it was my pain that led to my power.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean and like it's like how I always think you can't you can't have one without the other. If you went straight to the top without any struggle, you wouldn't appreciate it. It'd just be the you know, the norm. But once you've been through a bit of a struggle, it makes it all so much sweeter when you get there, man. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, let's can we get, find out a bit about your origin story because I I got a little bit of it and it it was good. So, how did you get from where Where are you originally from? Missouri, did you say originally? Well,
1: yep, yeah, Missouri. My folks are from the islands of Samoa.
2: Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, let's go right back to there then. How did you get from Samoa to Super Bowl <laughs> to mortgage broken to all of this? Just-
1: yeah, you bet. So, uh, my father's his story is really simple. He's working in a tarot patch in Samoa, and every d- a week he sees a plane, just, you know, he sees a plane in the sky, and he, he tells his mom, Hey, I want to be on that plane. And she basically looks at him and says, if you want to be on that plane looking up to the sky, you need to do good with two things. You need to do good with um, paper and a pencil, which is school. Mm -hmm. So he ends up um, going to get baptized into this church because there was this private school in Samoa that will allow you to wear pants. He Mm -hmm. goes to private school. He gets the scholarship to go to Hawaii. And he says he gets to Hawaii. Leaves his slippers on the plane, He never, I mean, this is no English, no nothing. Gets to Hawaii, goes to school, meets my mom, and uh, she moved up from Samoa, you know, she was a child. They get married, and my father was in uh, the mafia. He didn't know he was in the mafia. He would just literally, like, drop cars off. and dro- He just was like, dude, this is great money. Wait, you're gonna pay me money to go, s- to drop this car off? And then, you know, the car would be on fire, insurance, frauds, all- he had no clue. So my father, he he admitted he missed something. He missed a drop off, and uh, I think he said one of his, someone had died. But they're like, well, that's the position you have. That was his position. He freaks out. He says back then they, like my oldest sister was born. They jumped on a plane a week later and they flew to Missouri.
2: Get out of there! They were out. (laughs) They were out. Is, I already thought, mate, I already thought your your life should be just made into a movie. We've obviously, we know who's going to play you in the movie, but, um, <laughs> but this just gets even better, man. This is interesting. <laughs> cool. So then we're, we're to you then. So that's where you're growing up. Um, were you always into sports? What What did you want to be when you was younger? Did, did you always think you he was heading that way?
1: Well, honestly, yeah. When I was in kindergarten, I had this dream. I had this dream that I was going to play football for BYU, Brigham Young University, because we lived here in Utah. And that was one of my, my dreams when I was a child. And, you know, all the other things, firefighters, doctors, all the things that you say as a kid. But when I was young, I always wanted to play football, always.
2: Cool. So did it go smoothly? Did you? I mean, because I want to know, dig a bit more into it. Just before the interview, guys, um, was talking. And you, this seems quite rare to me. I'm not an NFL specialist. But you came into the NFL, said hello, won the Super Bowl, and tagged out. What? What's that all yes. about? <laughs> Which sounds awesome. sounds like a heavyweight boxer, knowing <laughs> when it's time to quit, you know, when you're world champion. What? Tell us a little bit about that then.
1: You bet. So, you know, my college career, I had five shoulder surgeries, Ooh. had concussions, and football a, is a train wreck every day. Mm. You're going full speed. I'm, you're going up against a 300 or 350 pounder. Then you got running backs running you and you have full backs, these guys coming to charge at you. And so... By the what, time I got to the Patriots.
2: did you play and how de- much did you Defensive
1: end. Defensive end, six foot four. And when I was with the Patriots, I was about 285.
2: And so you've got to try and stop these monsters as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> going up against 300, 320, 330 pounders. Um, you got to be fast. you got to be quick. Yep. Um, by the time I got to New England, I had a, a, a myriad of uh, injuries. So when I got there, my back was already tweaked, really tweaked. I couldn't walk straight. <laughs> and it's like just keep going, just keep yeah. going. So by the time that the, the Super Bowl and everything, I mean, I had a hard time walking. I could, I get to practice and I have to straighten up and pretend yeah, that everything was good, and I just couldn't walk. I couldn't I can, stand up yeah, straight.
2: And I can imagine stuff like that could financially affect you in the NFL. Like if they catch a sniff that you really smashed up and not going to last much longer, then well, that yeah. would contracts and different things and. Didn't yeah at you think i mean mm-hmm. yeah
1: and and that's really what happened i I came home and they they said you can have surgery and keep playing or you can be done and I knew for me I wasn't going to have surgery mm. I was done, so I walked I was done moved on
2: then when you finish your nFL like you say you've been to like, literally to the you ultimate success in one arena, so you finish nFL like for um, a lot of people, I, I know myself, I was obsessed with my uh, sporting career. When it was done quite, quite quickly and I wasn't in control of it, I was kind of a bit lost and wasn't sure what to do because then you're starting another area where you're not the master. So what happened then?
1: I came home in 2003. I laid in bed for about a week, eating ice cream and potato chips and, and cried and cried like a baby because oh, the thing that I had done for so long was over. Yeah, It was done. There was no more. Uh, for the next six months, I lived in my mom's basement, extremely broke, uh, like literally no money. What, like the, what, mo- the I mo- mean,
2: just on the surface, like I mean, people people assume nowadays: if you if you've written a book, you're rich. If you've been in the NFL, you're you're rich. So how did you get broke?
1: You know, you what think is. that money is always there. So you, as your income rises, you know, when your income rises, <laughs> that law Parkinson's it, it ri- your income your lifestyle rises. Yeah, when you come home and your income goes like this, well, you're still spending like this because you're like, Oh, it's coming in, we're good. (laughs) And pretty soon, you have a bunch of junk, you're giving money out, and you spent money and you haven't saved or invested
2: money. And that's what happened. Damn, man. So, six months in, when you're like, what are you thinking? Have you got any idea what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm literally thinking, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a failure right now. What is going on? And I remember just praying and, and reading my journals and my books and thinking, okay, this and it was a, a pivotal moment for me because uh, I knew awakened moment the awakened like it. Yeah, well, yeah, awakening. Yeah, I knew inside my heart, this is not who I am, and this is not what I'm destined to be. This is not what I'm called to be. And so what ends up happening is about six months later, I make a commitment, it's actually January of 2004. So literally eight months, eight, nine months later, I I make a a decision, I decide and I choose and I commit, I'm gonna go make $100,000 this year. And people are like, it's crazy, like you hardly know anything about the mortgage industry. But I went back to the basics and fundamentals of football, which was choose, commit, create a plan of action and go get it yeah and i did it and then money started pouring in and then i doubled down the following year and then i doubled that down the following year and pretty soon just the income took off my life took off and um that's what happened that that's that was life after the nfl
2: blimey so i mean just to put this in perspective what sort of contracts are we talking about when it comes to like nfl like you was only in there like a was it a year Yeah,
1: so I know? was I mean honestly I was a, a free agent. I, I wasn't drafted, <laughs> had shoulder surgery and so back then minimum was like two forty. It was nothing. Like I made more money two years out of the NFL than I did while I was in the NFL.
2: me, And you're and you're literally an expendable asset. They're just smashing you. Yeah. <laughs> get it to. is.
1: I mean they will ride you hard. It's a business. I mean yeah. it really is a business. So when guys get upset about guys switching teams and getting released, it's a it's all about, as yeah. you know. It's all about money. And it's business.
2: So, I mean, I just, I'm interested in, was there a time when you thought, because you said you were a free agent, were you close to not making the NFL? And how did, how did that time come up? Did you get a call? Like, how was that moment when you finally made it into the NFL? You bet. So, and then, it, obviously, then became Super Bowl champion, which is, which is ridiculously good. That's cool.
1: This is cool. So, um, that summer, as guys were in camps, I was not in camp. I was at home because I was uh, rehabbing my shoulder. Yeah, and ironically, that summer I learned how to play the piano because I sat <laughs> on the piano every day. I got to know this wonderful, beautiful woman who was my best friend, became my wife, and and then I went to the NFL. And so then I signed, and it was awesome. Like you know, to go from because you know a lot of guys don't understand this about sports, even about life and business. When the opportunities come, sometimes those windows are so small. <laughs> sometimes those opportunities are so small. And if you're not ready, it passes you by. Like, that's sports. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys today that right now that they're done. They don't even know they're done, but they're done. <laughs> and, and what I learned was if you're not ready, you miss it. And my agent said – my agent's the same agent as uh, Tom Brady, uh, okay. the quarterback of the Patriots. So, great agent and blessed to have them in my life and he said um are you you ready i was like yeah i'm ready he's like because we'll get you the shot then it's up to you i was like just give me a shot i know i'll make it yeah and so i had the shot worked out with three teams the patriots and the, the 49ers and the eagles and the 49ers and the eagles were like hey we're ready you read we're ready to bring you in you look good we like you i chose the patriots and kept winning winning winning, winning and won a super bowl
2: oh, that is absolutely awesome that's so cool so, did you get any much play time on the? No play
1: season? time. Like this is the fun part.
2: No, because I no, know, play,
1: no play time. Like no playtime. They,
2: they have. There's a like. They have an army in in like super in like um, NFL teams. <laughs> I see. It's good. You have like a defensive team and attacking team, and it just yeah. It's, just, yeah, it's just like an army. Like,
1: like literally, like people like, and I laugh because people are like, oh, the Super Bowl champ, and I'm like, I know, I got a ring, <laughs> and I was on the field, but you know, I'm like, I, it's it's like this. I had
2: a
0: good spot to watch. yeah.
1: Yep. show me your Super Bowl Good spot. Good spot, and you know it was fun because, yeah, it was a great time. I would do. I wish I would have played absolutely, and I'm great with how things went out, uh, how they turned out. But didn't no play time, and uh, you know practice. I remember getting up there for the first day of practice. Um, you
2: must have been pre- hitting practice hard then, because that is your game time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for me it was, and uh, I remember the first practice when I got there, extremely nervous. I think it's all of us. We get nervous, you know, when we go from one level to the next level. And I remember just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. Like, of course you don't ever show up, but then I went, I did my first rep or, you know, went against one of the starters and I beat him, like I beat him clean. And I was like, oh, I belong,
2: Yeah, I belong. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes when you, it's the next level, you you put people up on a pedestal and then like when you you get a chance to get toe to toe, like you just did, and then you just, you're hungry and you just blown past me. Like, wait a minute, he is not (laughs) Superman, it's game (laughs) on. That is awesome. I was just wondering then, when it comes to um, all of this, it's it sounds like you had some ups and downs, but what would you say is one of your, uh, it's hard to say mistake, but where it went just completely wrong? Because, uh, you know, I, I don't believe in mistakes too much but, and nothing to regret, but when did it not go so well when it really went pear-shaped? Because it sounds like you had, like, these opportunities pop up and you really were awake and alert, alert to them. You took full advantage. When did it go a bit a bit? hair-shaped, a bit wrong.
1: I think the, the biggest thing, you know, football was like, I came home, okay, so I'm broke. And when you're single, it's not a big deal to be broke. Yeah. Like it's like, you can get by like on, you can scrape by when you're single. Yeah, It was when I was married and had my um, first son, and I literally, a million dollars, gone. All the investments, all the, oh, like, man. just disappeared. And I knew it was February of 2008. And we couldn't pay the bills. You know, overhead was large. I mean, people to pay, um, employees, partners, assistants. And I remember, it, and I stressed out. And the first day of the month came, like, we didn't pay our bills. It was probably like, I don't know, $40,000. Like, we could not pay. And I came and went, and I was like, okay, well, it was interesting. And then I, I began to go into this drift. And it wasn't until... 2011. Like I tried. I was trying different businesses. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that try different things, online, offline. But when you ask the question, like when was it that I finally woke up? Um, it was April of 2011, and we are broke. Mm. And reality has set in. Like we are broke, and I'm getting recruited to go knock doors by this, you know, one of my close brothers and he's living in this fat home, and he's like debt-free, and he's a millionaire, and he's like, we're, we're, do you wanna go out? Of course, my wife's looking at me, she's almost like pushing me out the door, like, go! Like, <laughs> I'm tired of this, I'm tired. I don't wanna do this anymore. And she knew I had a lot more potential, and you know, when you're, you know, this time we had two, two sons, and so, you know, that, that, that was the moment, that was like defining moment. I'm either gonna change, I'm either gonna transform, like completely reinvent myself or we're going to stay on this path that has some crazy default future that does not look good it was april 2011 because that's when i went i flew up to south carolina and i was like it's go time yeah it's go time
2: i know and i mean in 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 my head i'm thinking that was that was relatively recent because again when you listen to your story people can they don't delve in, they might think, oh, yeah, it's all gone so well, Super Bowl, eight months on the sofa, then you started smashing it again. But this is like right up to close, like recent times, and it, it does go, success does go up and down, and you've got you to gotta stay on the path and have faith. During this process, this is our Yoda question, was there ever like a, a guide, an inspiration, any mentors along the way that really helped you awaken yourself?
1: Actually, I had two. Two mentors that I, that I stayed extremely close to, uh, one of them, his name is Casey Baugh. He's one of the, the managers with this company that I knocked doors. He's one of the best. Mm-hmm. His example, he's uh, probably six six years younger than me, but he caught this wave within the industry and one of the greatest leaders. And I just leaned on him. I literally leaned on him as I went to knock doors. And another uh, one that truly helped me through all this was um, Garrett White,
2: uh, the, the, the master coach mentor. <laughs> He's. I'm interviewing him soon, so that's going to be. Yeah, he's,
1: he's. Uh, he's one of my brothers. You know, I'm in one. I'm in Warrior right now. And it was Casey Ball, or I call him C Ball, and then Garrett White, or G Dub. These two guys. And then, of course, I think that the third most important though is um, this is my wife. Like, my wife has always believed in me, and she has always had my back. So with those three people, like literally, my wife always there, got my back, supportive. You know, she would never ever come out and say, you know, you need to go do this. And we're brought like she just was just so supportive. Yeah. And having Casey Ball in my corner, and having Garrett White, just having these mentors and coaches, people that you could truly lean on to get you through your wilderness. And it's I'll never not have a coach in my life. I'll always have coaches and mentors because. Obviously, you know. I mean, you're like the master of this. You're always finding people who are great. I'm honored to be here, and you are interviewing them because who you surround yourself with is who you become. And so, those were some oh, of mine.
2: Huge, definitely huge. And I just touched on the uh, the wife thing. I definitely agree with that because coming home <laughs> and having that support, and like even when you might have a potentially crazy idea, if she's got faith in you and you know support, that really that really helps. And uh, Happy some one of the guys on here actually said once, happy wife, happy life. So, <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, man. We're gonna mix it up. We're gonna find out a little bit more about you um, in a strange way. So this is um this is our yin-yang round. So I'm just gonna chuck out some 50-50 options for you. And you just okay. go with your gut on this. You got it. And we'll see where it takes us. Okay. Um dinner in or dinner out? Dinner in. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone or
0: Schwarzenegger? Arnold.
2: <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think of a, a nice yin yang with the rock and someone to actually make you think. I don't think I'm gonna think of anyone that's gonna make you think. The rock. <laughs> exactly. The rock or anyone else on the planet, the rock, okay. The rock. <laughs> How can you turn down someone who looks like your twin bro? So <laughs>
1: I, know. I know, I get that, I get that a lot, it's, it's been fun.
2: That's a cool thing, man. Okay, <laughs> London or Paris? Paris, San Francisco, or New York. New York. Hong Kong or Sydney. It's quite a strange one. Sydney. If you're gonna go into a swim pool, bomb, cannonball, or dive. Dive. <laughs> hot, hot tub or sauna. Hot tub. Beer or ale. Ale. Like Guinness. <laughs>
1: never had either uh gatorade
2: (laughs) (laughs) you are from the nfl (laughs) i see the gatorade is everywhere they have showers and that stuff don't they (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) cool okay and this is the complete blank around so we're just gonna you just gotta complete the blanks for me when i finish okay okay your best friend would describe you as crazy (laughs) i like it i have always getting on well you annoy people by
1: being a coach, <laughs>
2: <laughs> telling them what they they need to hear, not what they want to hear. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's ruthless. I love it though. <laughs> Something no one or not many people know about you is
1: I love to sing, love to sing, <laughs> sing all the time.
2: Well, you know, feel free, man. You just <laughs> if you get the urge, I'm not going to put you in the spot, but just bust out if you if you feel the urge. So I'm like the opposite end of the spectrum. Well. I would love to sing if I was even like average, but I'm so bad it would it would upset you and me and, <laughs> and the and the animals out here. Hey
1: Awaken the Alpha brother. Awaken <laughs> the alpha. Let's go. Come on.
2: Dude, like the most you can get out of me is uh vanilla ice and the rap. Like stop. <laughs> yeah.
1: <Collaborate> and listen. <laughs>
2: And that's that's not even that good, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Or maybe the Fresh Prince of, Prince of Bel-Air, that's it. Oh, man. But ev- everyone can do that. that is, that's everyone on the planet. We're pretty much to the alpha round now, so this is where you're going to give us any useful tools, tips, resources, and basically how you roll. So we're going to start that off with um, a book recommendation that you think is either useful or you're currently reading. It's up to you.
1: Man, there's a lot of books. There's there's one book that I've been working on. It's called Loving What is, by Byron Katie.
2: Okay, cool.
1: And this book is is a game changer. It's a game changer because she challenges, using four basic questions, your thoughts. And what I've seen is is I've done the work, she calls it the work. Um, You gotta do the work. And I've listened to the book probably a dozen times and I'll listen to it. And I used to read lots of books, like four or five books at a time. And what I found is just by focusing in on one book and mastering the book, mastering the principles, and it's like Bruce Lee, he says, you know, I'm not scared of a guy with 10,000 kicks. I'm scared of the guy who's done one kick 10,000 times. And so the book I recommend is, that's what I've been really studying heavily is Loving What Is by Byron Katie.
2: That sounds a brilliant recommendation. And when you're talking about you know, not having four or five books on the go. It's almost like when you've got a coach or a mentor, you've got like four or five on the go and you're following them and it's like, they tell you to do this, yeah, a bit of that's good and a bit of that's good. You put it all together and you've got a mess. Yeah, that's that's cool. Okay, have you got a, a productivity resource, maybe like a quite a high tech one that you use quite regularly that helps you stay on the path, keeps you productive?
1: I do, there's two things that I do. Number one is visualization. So when I was in the NFL, I would constantly at night, I'd visualize myself doing my moves, like doing all my workout moves, doing my, my club, rip, club, uh, swim. I, I, I visualize. You know, there, there's a quote in the Bible that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So that's one. Another one is meditation. This is something that I have discovered just recently in the last few months and for myself You know, meditation is not visualization. And these two things alone, just always seeing where I want to go, seeing what I want to create, seeing it so I can be it, so I can do it, so I can have it. And then meditation. Those two things have been extremely powerful for me. And I used to resist uh, temptation, resist meditation. (laughs) And yet meditation is something that is, you can't become your alpha. You cannot become your greatest alpha, if you are not meditating.
2: Mm. Now, that's that's come up a lot. I, I need to tap into that a lot more. I'm scratching the surface, I think, in that area, but <laughs> I think it's like that in, in everything. You've got different levels, and you're like, some you think, oh, yep, that's good, maybe try and improve that area, and that's like what we're saying, the holy grail, trying to succeed in all areas, definitely.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so as part of that, what would you say is like a, a really key one of your alpha daily habits or rituals that you do. I'm assuming meditation's in there. Yep. I'm assuming so, I'm assuming working out's in there. What else have we got?
1: <laughs> you bet. So there there's four things that I do every day, like literally four things every day. And if I don't do these things, it's a rough day. Yeah. And so, this is it's called Core 4. This is actually something that came from Garrett, Garrett White. Um, I can't take any credit for it. So, I'll get up and I hit four parts. Number one, obviously, my body. So, exercise and green smoothies. Number two, I hit my beam. So, I read scripture every day and I meditate every day. Like, scripture for me could be a, a number of things, but something that's holy, that's personal, that's scripture. Number three, I invest every day. In other words, I take time with my wife and kids whether it's a very concentrated 15 or 30 minutes, uh, video messages, um, notes, handwritten notes, like things that just make a difference for them. Because I know if I invest every day now, the results will come later. And with your family, you don't always see that. And then obviously the fourth thing is business. So we've got body, being, balance, and business. Business every day. I study business every day. Because for me, this idea, this revolution that I preach is a revolution of having it all. Yeah. Not just like dominating and being a one-dimensional or a two-dimensional guy, a two-dimensional di- two douchebag. Business is awesome and my body's awesome, but yeah, my, my relationships suck. Yeah, or, I haven't
2: seen my family for a week or two.
1: Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, I'm a spiritual man and family's awesome, but we're broke. Yeah. And that, that just doesn't work. So this alpha, this, the revolution, you know, this common thread of you can have it all. You yeah. really can that's what I do every day. If I hit those every day, I have power. If I don't, I don't.
2: Love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, that's brilliant. Um, what is the? We're coming towards the end now because it is a half-hour show, and this has just been packed full. What is the one question you wished I'd ask or you thought I was going to ask, and I, I kind of missed
1: I'd say maybe like often people are like, well, what's the revolution? So what's the revolution? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. No, I'll tell you, the, the revolution is simple. You know, here in the United States, there was we had a, a, the Revolutionary War back in the day. And it, it's, the revolution is, is personal. It's for people to, as you call it, awakening their greatness the Alpha. And when people just wake up and rise up and start to live their higher purpose, they can. So it's a revolution. It's not a bloody revolution. It's a, It's a revolution in the mind about, prosperity, about success, about happiness. It's really those things, prosperity, success, and happiness in every part of your life. And that's it. Like, I preach it, you preach it. Like, we are all on this mission, preaching this message of, yes, you can. Yes, you can have it all if you're willing to pay the price.
2: Completely agree, mate. Put it very well. Um, who do you think I should interview soon or next? And maybe someone you know or from your contacts or maybe someone you don't know that you just think would be awesome on the show
1: you know who i think would be awesome on the show honestly um two people number one would be one of my brothers casey ball um, this guy is he's lights out one of the best and number two lights out one of the best garrett jyv
2: <laughs> Master Coach Mentor. he's coming he's coming he's a busy man yeah he agreed a while ago yep i'm I'm hunting him down. Hunt <laughs> him know. down, brother. Hunt him down. <laughs> awesome. So that's cool. Yeah, that's two very good recommendations. Um, so, what's the finally as well when people want to learn about the revolution, what's one of the best ways they can get hold of you?
1: What um, Number one, go to the website runwiththerev.com. <laughs> um, I'm easy to get a hold of. I, obviously, I don't always respond yep. right away I, with me and you, and we're yep. like trying to figure out schedules going back and forth. Yeah. Um, but that's it. I'd go to runwiththered.com. check out the video series there because that really introduces this concept of power, yeah, of purpose, of mission. All right, in your words, alpha, yeah. the benevol- becoming a benevolent alpha.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, man. Well, we're done, man. I, I mean, I'm um, thanks for getting up early. I mean, it's it's what was it 6 a.m. your time? And- yep,
1: you gotta go, you gotta go hit the gym right now. So, hey, yep, I, six I, as
2: well. <laughs> I've already been there, I shouldn't do that. To you. you're, the, you're the last person I should do the gun show to.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, thank you so uh, much.
2: I'm sure your uh, I'm sure your arms are about the size of my legs. That's, that's all good.
1: <laughs> no, they're, they're only like 21s, they're not that big. <laughs>
2: I don't even know what these are. I don't want to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Adam, I, I want to say thank you, brother. It, it's it's an honor to be a part of the show. I, I love the work that you do, and I love the purpose and missions Geron and I'm honored. Thank you so much. Well,
2: well mate, I've, I've absolutely loved this, and I was really looking forward to this one. And uh, as I say, this ain't work for me because I'm I'm officially on holiday at the moment for a month in Northern Michigan, and uh, I say I've popped to the gym, come back, I'm sitting in the woods and having a chat to you, mate. So that's brilliant.
1: <laughs> Thank you, my man. Take care. God bless. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.
0: Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. As part of us passing our 50th episode on Awaken Your Alpha and pushing on hard to 100 episodes, a closed Facebook group, The Alpha Way. Look onto, go onto Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, like the page and you have all the links on there. But man, we've got a little private group in there, all the updates and exclusive videos, and as part of that, you will now be able to post your questions to the upcoming alpha interviews. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha. To get all the details and keep in the loop, follow us on Twitter.
1: The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live Limitless!